but we're not in any of Whose dream is this? You're not in your dream, Duncan. He's not in your dream. You're not in his dream, and he's not in his dream. Then the same goes for, uh, I assume, Wolf. Yes. Okay. And I imagine we're also not in Lewis's dream either. Is it one of my friend's dreams? You only have one friend. I'm not going to give you that answer. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually talk about my old buddies. but Oh, shit, yeah. But no, so yes. you... It's Dustin's dream. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> because he's actually got the band back together. He's the band back together. He's the age he ought to be. He's, he's super... fit. <laughs> you know, that would be great, but I'm not a good writer. <laughs> that would be the plot twist of the century. That would be incredible, because I set that up without even realizing it. It's not that at all disappointing you yeah. can edit this out and change your mind later if you'd like oh yeah i can just like re-record it but like imitate everyone's voices like oh that's so crazy i think you have enough samples to cut us and stitch AI it. voices oh. <laughs> um, so that's a terrifying thought why would you tell me that <laughs> whose dream is it i don't know no idea no clue um what's her name meadow no Melody. Melody. Uh, was she familiar to you no. at all? Because no. she seemed to have the same reaction as Margaret. She seemed to have the same reaction as Margaret when reality got weird. There's a tick. They shake their heads oddly. I'm not sure if that was just a coincidence. But um, we have her number if we need a caller. That would probably be wise at the moment, considering the fact that if we could figure out who the dreams belong to, that might be able to help us in the long run. I wish I had the... Do you give uh, Duncan the tool? Yeah, I'll show it to him. I click it at him, and I hand it to him. It's got a decent person smell on it. Anything familiar? Um, not familiar. Margaret said something but... jokingly. We don't have a bloodhound, and I told her we had something. But it's got a heavy scent to it. And if you make it familiar enough, I'm pretty sure if you walk outside, you might know what direction to go in. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> Did you get... What happened? Fucking hair in my damn mouth. Oh, ick. And then it got fucking deep in there. Where'd you come from, you little bastard? Oh, that was gold. That was fucking nasty. Are you ready to have a vampire bloodhound? What little boy doesn't dream? Uh, Gloria comes back down the stairs. Glad she didn't hear that. <laughs> uh, she comes back down the stairs and closes the door and says, Well, that's probably going to be it for today. Are you sure you guys don't want anything to eat before you go? No, we do have business to attend to, but we do hope uh, she's going to be okay. I think she'll be all right. If um, she has any more sense of impending doom, she'll probably call an ambulance. Oh, yes. No, yeah, that's like one of the, uh, the signs of a, a heart attack, I think. Poor girl doesn't sleep a lot. Heart um, attack, um, I think it's even been diagnosed in strokes, so, yeah, dangerous yeah, stuff. Definitely be careful, you're a very kind man. Yeah. Um, she's gonna pick up an embroidery and she's just gonna work on it. She says, I'll, I'll keep an eye out, uh, and if you run into my son at all, tell him I said hello. Of course. Okay. Thanks right. for having us. Yeah, of course. You guys are gonna leave? Mm hmm Okay. Um, yeah, uh... <laughs> Does Duncan go to the van, or does he just walk right past it? Um, I'm going to the damn van. I'm not walking down these long country roads. Yeah, probably the van. Okay, all right. Why is there Krispy Kreme on the, <laughs> the shack carpet? No! <laughs> no! <laughs> you know what? Just for the sake of it, you come into the van. Everything's normal. It smells like wet dog in here. Everything's normal. <laughs> They're... <laughs> They've been gossiping three, the whole time. There's three feet of space between both of them. You that's even more that's suspicious. As far, that's what that's we. That's as far as the the both That's of what I do across. when I was fucking in the middle of the day in my ex girlfriend's living room. Well, maybe that's because you're not very subtle. No. <laughs> Who is? <laughs> you're just talking. Mm-hmm. Just talking. He was definitely balls deep in him. Not two point seven seconds before Jesus we came Christ. in eyesight. Fucking hell. I have anecdotal experience. Yeah, it's too bad you're um, chronically unobservant. Yeah. Yeah, so you just get into the car. 
I don't leave the car on for years. It's, it's not, not that cold, cold out. out. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's that's suspicious. <laughs> Am I gonna fucking die? <laughs> Me and Cody had to sing the Itty Spider once on on a fucking recorder. I I just think it's funny because I think Lewis is actually like super compatible with Luke, but there's like that air of like awkwardness. So, like nothing ever happens, but goddamn. <laughs> If only. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so you guys, uh, Duncan's gonna get in the car as well. Um, no, we left it that's behind. Duncan's <laughs> gotta find the fucking smell. You're gonna have to stick your head out like a dog. Let's find it. Alright, roll investigate mystery. Investigate mystery. That's plus sharp. That's plus two. Can I help him because I'm the driver? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, do you need help first of all? You don't need help. <laughs> <laughs> Sit there. Okay. Break check. <laughs> you guys make your way over to um, a, an abandoned overgrown field. Oh no, that's that little field. And um, this would be uh, the point where I would turn the music down, but there is no music. Okay. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm tired of you. I do this every week. I try so hard. I write for hours. I neglect my work. I sit here in excitement and nervousness like, oh no, what if I fuck something up? And instead, instead, you come in like Zeus about to father another fucking son. Like, here's this dumb joke that I did. It's just re-antagonizing you. And I'm fucking sick of it. Michael, I think someone's tilted. <laughs> you want to see tilted? You want to see fucking tilted? I'm gonna fucking cry. <laughs> I've never produced something so beautiful. <laughs> you, you come in, you My destroy son. things. Stop! <laughs> no, you're gonna hear this. I've been dealing with your bullshit for years. <laughs> Day. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is I wanted to make a joke tilted on the towers. <laughs> tilted on the towers. <laughs> I fucking die for Good. This is the first time this entire year that I'm glad you actually glad you stayed pain. <laughs> I'm worried sick about you and now oh. I don't it's all gone. I don't oh. give a shit anymore. You're a terrible man. <laughs> Oh, fucking stairs. <laughs> I hope you throw one and pass out like Randy. <laughs> I hope he goes to sleep and I can get a different player for him. To think that was the fucking straw that broke together. I can't, I'm so bad I can't even remember what you said. <laughs> I'm not even sure if the mic picked it up. <laughs> so if you watch the recording, it's just, it could be silence and then... <laughs> It's just too much. It's too much. Oh, fuck. I hope you go back to school so you can drop out again. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Oh, it feels like I ran for the first time in forever. Oh, my God. I'll be back. Oh, fuck. Fuck me, my god, Jesus Christ. Ooh. He even took the hat off. That's what living's about, Michael. I haven't left the point that I had to regulate my own breathing in such a long time. <laughs> you can thank Katie for that. Okay, so you guys make your, you guys make your way up to a uh, an abandoned barn in the middle of an overgrown field. Um... You said you could look at me. I don't need permission. Let's keep this serious, no, okay? You've derailed the game for long enough. When you get closer to the barn, it gets dark. Um, much darker than it should. This is not just a sunset. This is a rapid storm cloud darkening. It, it gets to the point where it's almost maybe like on a winter's night, 7 or 8 o'clock. You check your phone. It's still 9.03. And there is a terrible smell 
when Dunkin' gets very close. It's the worst. This has got to be the place. There's no other way. That's where everything is coming from. The, like not just like the sweet smell, because yeah, most of that sweet smell was coming from the concert venue. There's some of that. It's an underlying, sickening sweet now with the amount of iron and bile. You think you you've you've tasted enough blood to know that this is not just blood. The door is closed to the barn. You guys pull up um, to. It's essentially a hill. There is no more dirt road. How close do you get to it? Pretty damn close. Okay, then you you get up close to it. Um, that smell hits you almost immediately. Mm. It's how bad does, for you, it's overwhelming for Duncan. How does Lewis react? Uh, kind of horrified. Uh, confused as well. Um, because this is nothing like anything he had expected. Um, the smell is awful. I would say he probably even gags. And he says, um, I... Oh. I, what, what kind of dream is this? It's a nightmare. Yeah. I can add the cart. I imagine Duncan has gone somehow even more pale than he already was. Definitely. It's almost like a mirror now. There oh, is see through. a terrible, there's a terrible noise from the other side of that door. It sounds like not electricity, but the moving of power tools. The spinning of a saw, you're pretty sure. There's a low, horrible groan that m- may be a-, a-, a cow in pain, but you're also pretty sure is something else. Whatever it is, it sounds like it's suffering on the edge of death, but unable to reach it. All right. I close my eyes. I take a deep breath. It's wretched. Mm-hmm. Now I'm run inside. You're gonna run inside? Yes. Okay, alright. You get to, uh, are you running inside without hedging your bets? Yes, of course. Okay, so you get to mark on experience. What would, uh, Wolf and Duncan like to do? Because Lewis is actually not going to be of much help. Duncan will try to, you know... He could try to transform, but that's gonna, like... There's not a big guarantee on what that can do. I'll say he transforms just for the sake of it, because his nose is already, like, really sensitive. It's not like this is going to do anything worse. Yeah. Duncan will try to just ignore the smell for right now and go in. Okay. All right. Uh, Luke has no choice but to go in after. Okay. So, I'll say it's probably Luke that notices first, before everybody goes in. Um... Because you get that brief glimpse of um, when the eyes move, they don't actually move smoothly. What happens is the eyes, when they look, they, they move in brief flashes. And instead of thinking like, oh, I just looked in a panoramic view, your brain fills in the images in between. The images in between and what you actually see are two completely different things. For a brief period of, I'd say, three or four seconds. Three or four seconds is long enough. Um, because there is in the in the view of the in between, of the view of what is what your brain is making up, you see brightness. It is daylight. You see, oh, those are just cows, and like everything's fine. And we found them. They were just eating a bunch of flowers. Um, that's what your brain fills in in the in between gaps. On the outside of that, there is darkness. There's, you're pretty sure that's viscera. There is um, what looks to be hanging chains, and there is a terrible, terrible mass of what you can't even begin to imagine because it is too dark inside of that barn to see, and it moves. What Maher hears is just about as wretched as what you've heard outside, but there is more now. There's almost like a whisper, Uh, a couple of them from other places Um, and you try to focus and you try to hone in um, and and you realize that no it's not necessarily coming from around you there's someone talking there's someone rambling to themselves as they move something heavy around Um, Duncan I am going to need you to roll me a plus charm roll minus one I think that makes it a negative one Six and a nine. 
Okay, so on a nine, um, you, you are not blissfully unaware of what's happening, but you're not out completely. This is probably going to be an incredibly traumatic image for the majority of the time that you remember it. And I'll even say that Duncan is probably going to remember this before he remembers anything else, right up until the point where the forgotten year is over. Uh, there's people hanging all over the barn. The, the cows were definitely here. The cows were definitely slaughtered. But they weren't just slaughtered in a, in a way that indicates brutality. They are, in fact, quartered. Um, they are sectioned off, uh, similar to pieces of the humans themselves. Um, and there is metal everywhere. It juts out in bits and pieces. Some of it is shiny. Some of it is rusted. Uh, others are broken. Uh, other pieces of it look like it belongs to equipment that shouldn't e be even be in the countryside. This looks like uh, NASA-grade steel. Um, and it all pokes into places where it's not supposed to. It moves into this... Um, these, these pieces of cows as if it was growing out of them uh, and it stabs through the hands of different people as they're hanging up from the roof um, and there is a man he is at the edge of a workbench he is covered in blood he is covered in scars whatever color his t-shirt was it does not matter anymore nor does anything else his eyes are mad his hair is nearly ripped out but it is still there uh, and he works with careful hands despite the the words that are coming out that don't quite make sense that reference things that you might understand that you mostly don't as he works with uh, it looks like another just pile of meat and he puts different little bits and pieces underneath the bottom of it and it begins to stand and click around on the table uh, and he laughs he takes it in his hand he throws it over his shoulder and he grabs another sack of meat and he pulls it over and he does not regard either of you do I see this? Uh, your eyes are closed do I hear the meat? <laughs> oh yeah All right. and the clicking and the saws and the groaning and the rambling the rambling the rambling it, it has bits and pieces of things, but most of it is the going over of procedures he's done many, many, many times before with no regard to what he's interacting with or touching. Everything sounds like meat hitting meat and falling onto the floor with the occasional metal click. Okay, so we're going to get the pocket knife out and we're going to navigate to that sound and we're going to stab it. Okay. All right. Violently. Okay. Um, so I need you to, uh, I'm going to say this is technically a kick some ass roll, but you are going to receive harm no matter what you roll. Okay. Okay. That's fine by me. I forgot how to math. It's okay. Nine. Okay. On a nine, you are going to do some harm to this individual. First thing you're going to notice is that they do not react. You stab it into the back of his shoulder, I would say. It doesn't really matter where you stab it. Um, and he, he kind of moves with the force of it, but he doesn't have a response. And you feel compelled not only to, like, you wish you could close your nose and you wish you could stop your ears, you feel compelled to open your eyes. Can I resist that compulsion? You will have to roll with a minus one. Would this be an act under pressure? Yes. Sweet. I'm going to use a hold to gain plus two to that. Okay. My, my bonus to act under pressure is lower than a plus three. I get hives. And thank God I did that. So, nine. Okay. You don't... Ten. <laughs> you don't have any buttons? No. Oh, no. Do you... Yeah, don't give up your coins. You want your fucking money back? Okay, Ten. there you go. 
You don't open your eyes. Um, everything feels disgusting. Everything feels awful. And you feel like you are in front of something that is much different from when you had a big scary mafia man uh, grab the back of your neck. This is, this is different. And you know that he doesn't respond and you know that he doesn't react to anything you do. And you feel an unraveling. I need you to take to harm. I need you to understand that you are taking to harm without knowing what has been hurt. The way that he looks is completely different from the way that you remember him. He is, um, I'll say this to Duncan, because I, I, I say you, but um, yes. Duncan looks at Maher. Uh, he is completely different from the way that he had looked before. He is not only older, um, he is scarred. He is, um, it looks like he shaved his head. He's got tired eyes. And I'll actually say that I have one theory for where this pain might be coming from. Um, take one more harm and mark unstable. Um, he looks tired. He looks broken. He looks like he's been run through possibly the worst gauntlet of his life and then deposited on the side of the road like a bag of old clothing. Um, but you get that into his shoulder. Uh, and he is, uh, it's hard for him to move his one arm, um, but he continues to put together those pieces. And you can see, you can't see it. You might be able to with your senses. Uh, if you can see past all of the, the smell and the terribleness. And I mentioned Duncan being able to see magic because these sweet smelling flowers were not magic. They just happened to be very well bred. Because there's magic here now. It is not the glitch magic. It is, on some level, it would be beautiful if it weren't in the scenario that it was, but it is every color. It is overwhelming. It is also, it feels synthetic. Or not synthetic, but stolen. This is not his magic, but he has it. And uh, he does not attack you directly. He does not attack Mokura directly. He doesn't notice you. He puts the machines together. Where he gets the meat from, you see at the end of the table that it is just darkness. You can guess, based on the amount of cows and people around you, uh, much more people than just the two vet techs that Margaret had mentioned, um, that he just reaches into that darkness where is the only place where the magic is completely dark. You assume it's magic, you're not sure, maybe it's magical darkness. And he just pulls out more of that meat and produces metal from pocket spaces you can't see and continues to make those creatures that now walk around your feet and gather up towards the undulating mass that is those things forming together and making their own beast that's about twice the size of a person. It's mostly the source of the groaning. Uh, I feel like someone should take care of the neat thing, and someone should help that one take care of the person. That's fair. That's an understandable um, assumption. Um, what do what do everyone's instincts tell them, other than the instinct to run? Burn. That one's Luke. Uh, Duncan is probably um, kill it. What's Maher's instinct? Well, and and this, is a, uh, this is something I'm going to ask you, Douglas, um, and this is with no judgment. Um, did you listen to the solo session at all with Cody? I only got like an hour, no, a half an hour into it. Okay, all right. So this has a little bit less uh, context. Um, what are Maher's instincts? So. This might actually be better then. I want this to stop. Yes. It hurt very bad when yes. I stabbed him. You feel almost an emotional pain, but it's an emotional pain that would cause... If emotional pain could cause fibromyalgia, that'd probably be the amount of damage that he just received. Right now, Monkey Brain um, knows that this needs to stop. I don't know the details of what he's doing, but mm -hmm. I know he's creating things on this bench. So I want to, uh, instead of stab him again, uh, throw him to the ground. Like, go. Okay. Fold right. him like a suitcase. Okay. 
so this would take a full... Uh, the, you, you could uh, go ahead and uh, roll another uh, kick some ass for me. Um, it's just another plus tough. Um, it would take a full action to do, but if anyone wanted to try and get anything out of the things he was saying, because he has not stopped talking. What would that be rolling? Hmm. You're going to be trying to decipher things that have no inherent meaning to you as characters. So... I need you to, with disadvantage, roll plus weird. I feel like this is a very loose thing to be focusing on right now. Yeah. And I feel like this is going to go very poorly. I mean, that's an 8. That's pretty good, considering. I could make it a 10 if I wanted to. You could make it a 10 if you wanted to. I want to. You want to make it a 10. You hear terms that you may not understand right now. And, you know, for a good portion of time, you're probably going to forget them. Um, and he's going to throw that man to the ground as he begins to talk. Uh, uh, he hasn't stopped talking. He's just going to begin to start to make sense. Um, you are looking at someone who has forgotten his own name and instead uh, has taken up the moniker uh, that has been given to him by those that uh, seek to eternally punish him in the afterlife. They call him the false son. Um, he has been having the time of his life in this world that he doesn't understand because he gets to do what he's always wanted to do, which is continue his work. And he's gotten that ability, and he's been able to do it for who knows how long this place has been open. Um, and you know, because he tells you that he is not supposed to be in this world, he just found a way in, and he doesn't know if he's going to be able to find a way out. Um, because the only other place he's ever been, other than maybe Earth, he does look human, um, despite the lack of humanity within him, um, the only other place he's been is a place where he is chased down, and uh, a, a beautiful woman has people hold him against a rock, and he gets his head cut off. And then it happens again. So before it can happen again, he's going to make as many of these as he can. And somehow, somewhere, he hopes, he prays to, it used to be something. He used to pray to something. That's abandoned him. So he prays in general that they get out there and that people hurt. Because he has nothing but contempt for a world that he wanted to liberate in his own way. Um, and you can kind of feel that hatred um, but you can also feel that lack of regard. Because it's, it's not a hatred of passion. It is a cold, cynical distaste for what he believed in, abandoning him, leaving him to work that is inherently flawed and against nature, and potentially against what he was trying to achieve. And now he is stuck in that rut, and that is the best thing he could possibly imagine is to stay within that rut and make those machines and then somehow get them out. And he gets thrown to the floor, and you hear all of that in the time that it takes for him to hit the ground. And he's going to try and get back up and get back to the table. <laughs> what would everyone like to do? Body him. Body him? Yeah, like, make sure he stays on the ground. Okay, sure. I will get down there with him. Okay. And we will not get up together. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll me plus tough. That's a lot. That's a 12. It's a 12. You keep him on the ground, and he, uh, the thing that is in the middle of the barn begins to shriek. Um, it sounds like 10, maybe 12 different high-pitched voices at once. Um, and it kind of moves, and it can't... It can't, it, it, the legs are too small for the amount of creatures, so it can't quite stand up the way it wants to, but it is struggling, and you can, like, I would say this is Duncan who hears it rather than he sees it. There is a, um, there's the opening of something underneath that creature as it moves up. Interesting. Mm. Uh, uh, you keep him on the ground. He desperately tries to claw out from under you to try and get back up to it. You can feel like blood and dirt from his hands touch your face. Um, although it feels as though he doesn't have fingernails anymore. 
Um, he cannot harm you in a way that physically hurts. Um, so it is important for, I think I'm going to have you roll on the opposite side of this, advantage plus weird. You are pretty sure, from what you've read, from what you understand, and what you believe in, although it would be easy to call this something hellish, you are unfortunately uh, met with the realization that this is something much different and much more. Um, and I will also say, uh, in exchange for the harm that I'm about to do to you, you also recognize that the pain that you are receiving is not the pain that is being gifted to you by the man in front of you. This is a pain you had. This is a pain that you felt. This is a pain that you kept inside of yourself all the way from the very beginning of when you had to deal with every stress in your life, culminated upon the fact that you recognize that, oh, this is a familiar pain because it is the pain of the realization that I am finally alone. And you take two harm. I'm going to reduce it by one with my last hold. Okay. Man, bottling all that pressure has finally come back. It's finally come back. And then there's consequences for my actions. Yep. Or inaction. It, you are struck with um, emotional pain that affects you physically, that essentially translates to not just everything you've held in, but every regret that you may have, or regrets for things that you have not done or experienced yet. But you are fully, fully aware that whatever it is, I take another harm. Well, shit's wonderful. Maher's fading. He's not fading in the cool, kind of floating, sympathetic way, but he is beginning to almost waste away. Did you eat um, when you were your future self in the months after you got out of your hospital visit after that court trial? Did you take care of yourself? Did you let Anthony come in and feed you and do things for you and help, or did you kind of just shut the apartment, shut everyone off? Well, I shut everyone off, but I ate. You ate? Okay. Because well, I'm a very, uh, we've discussed this, very, uh, what is it? Systematic. Systematic kind of person. So I would do that routine. I would do everything I would normally do, except uh, anything that involved socializing. Okay, all right. So he's not necessarily wasting away, um, but it doesn't look like he's doing too well, and he looks completely different from how you remember him, especially since you have watched his rapid aging from nineteen all the way up to what looks like it could be fifty-three. You're not sure. Man, didn't age well, did I? <laughs> No, definitely not. I mean, you know, like, the stress does that to a person, too. You look older than Liam. <laughs> uh. To be fair, though, the man below you doesn't look too well either. Still trying to get up. You can nope. break all of his limbs and he would still try to get up and continue that work. I don't know what he looks like, but I'm going to strangle him while reciting the Lord's Prayer. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel myself dying. Go for it. <laughs> well, the monster's standing up. Is there anything that's going to try to do? It can't do much, and I would say if you try if you try to let it stand up, this will be actually one of the scenarios where, um, realistically, its small legs that were holding those mini parts of it are just not structurally sound enough, and there are not enough of them that it will try to get up, and half of those legs will snap, and it will hit the ground again, with kind of a, a, a sickening thud. Uh, and it groans again, and you can hear, yes, in fact, that voice is now coming from underneath of it. I don't think Duncan knows what to do. I think he's just paralyzed with everything that's happening at this moment. This is probably the worst for Duncan, considering um, exactly how much he doesn't understand, but also the fact that he has no familiarity. Like, everyone else doesn't have memories, but Duncan truly, I, I, I'm not going to say he feels lost, but there is no context that I could give Duncan that would make any sense even in this case. Yeah, he's just, he's out of the picture for the time being. God has not stuck. abandoned Duncan on purpose. I, I literally just can't help him. Yeah. So, uh, Luke, Luke's probably going to finally take action. I mean, there isn't much he can do with Maher literally trying to strangle the life out of the person. But he wants to, you know, 
still oh. saying Murder. so many strange, strange things. The biggest thing is that he wants to get back to his work, because it's the only thing that matters. What's the worst that could go wrong from this? Luke is going to pull out his gun. <laughs> By the way, you, you wrap your hands around uh, his neck, Maher. It feels like his neck has already been broken. Like it was snapped a long time ago. Does he have a windpipe? I press into it with my thumbs. Oh, yeah, you can. Funny that one of my main instincts when things are going terribly wrong and I have no choice but to rely on autopilot, it's extreme violence. I guess. Mm. Oh, I have a four for shooting the guy. What's up, four for shooting the guy? Mm-hmm. Looks like I'm scrappy due this episode. <laughs> How much damage is your gun do? I tell Two. you what. Your gun goes off. It doesn't go off right now. You don't have it anymore. Okay. Because there's already a gun that's going to be shot. It was already planned. It's just a matter of getting there. Um, so you're going to, you know what, I'll even say, you get your gun back after a moment. Um, we're going to leave that hang for a little bit, because it is now 9.04 a.m. Uh, that'll come in in a second. Nobody take any harm? Mark experience. It seems like, uh, that will visit us at another time. You won't have to win me. No, sweet, because I'm impatient. And scared if it got out of dream reality. That'd yeah. be a terrifying connection. That would be a terrifying connection. It would be awful if this had real world implications. Um, as far as I know, it's just the rack and tash wrecking my gut, giving me terrible dreams. Do you listen at all to what he says? Oh, God, no. I'm dying. Yeah. Everything is horrible. I could be crying while reciting the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, sure. Uh, choking him, trying to slam his head in the ground to get him to stop. <laughs> this is awful. There's nothing going right, and there's nothing more I can humanly do to make any of this stop. So, yeah. Okay. I want as few of my senses to work as possible. Okay. Lucas, you know what to do. If you can get Maher off of him, you could probably do it in one instant. If you can get Maher and yourself and Duncan out of here, I would say... I'll even let you roll to set the whole thing on fire. Barn and all. Well, Duncan didn't necessarily go in. He's kind of just standing there paralyzed and I don't know what to do right now. Okay, well then that's one less person that needs to be out of the barn. Uh, Luke's going to yell at you to get the fuck out of the barn. I, yeah, I'm not listening. <laughs> have you ever scrambled your mind? It's a very weird thought, but have you May ever... I borrow your two dice? I'm not sure, but I have on occasion overloaded myself to say so that I can't experience much like oh, in real geez. life even okay double even um so uh I'm glad I did odds or evens and not a, a, a flat skill roll um there's going to be you're gonna hear it a sound from the side of you uh it, it's there's so many other sounds going on there's so many other things going on there's so much else going on um and uh, you're gonna see it. Duncan is gonna smell it and see it. Um, uh, there's a uh, a small, uh, not small, considering um, this is actually from the Alaskan Mackenzie Valley. This is the subspecies of um, wolf that comes in, comes around you, goes to maw her, uh, and it's an awful smell. You can tell he's disgusted. You can tell that this is going to be possibly one of the worst memories he, he'll ever have. Um, he grabs the coat because Malher is now wearing uh, like a, a rather tattered coat, but a coat nonetheless. And he grabs it and he yanks Malher off of the man. Um, and you you don't have that like you have some of that strength in your hands, but you are not going to be able to let go of him with the amount of force that is pulling you back. Um, you are pulled back and pulled away, and you are dragged out of the barn. What harm are you at right now? Five. Take one more. What's another? He is going to drag you, um, mostly out of strength, uh, over, around, into the grass, and he's just going to watch over you uh, and back up and look at you and just give you that nod, give you that acknowledgement. And this thing is going to sit up. He's going to stop talking. He's going to look at you. 
and he says, none of you have any idea what's about to happen. And for that, I am sorry. I would like you to roll. On a 10. Um, it all goes up in fire in one instant. Um, and because it catches uh, not the straw on the ground, not the wood, not anything that would be reasonably flammable, but it catches him, it catches what's on the table, but not the table itself. It catches the darkness. Uh, and then everything else around you goes up in kind of like a, a, an enclosed circle around you, or an enclosed rectangle, um, as the barn goes up in flames. And as the barn starts to burn, um, you have one opening to leave. Uh, and it is nothing but fire. And he is still sitting up and looking at you and not moving and not saying anything. And it all begins to burn. You should probably leave. Leaving. <laughs> Luke should leave. Yes. Um, there's not much that Lewis can do for you, but... Um, I will say, for right now, you are not burning, you are not dead, you're not doing well, but you also don't have any visible injury. And uh, everyone takes a moment, and there is flame coming from the entire barn, and it crumples, and it burns, and it hits the ground. And in just a moment, Similar to your flashes, uh, it's similar to Luke's flashes in his vision. Um, that flash, instead of being what is the in-between, becomes all. The barn is up. It's daylight. It, there's no smell. It's beautiful outside, or at least beautiful in comparison. The door to the barn is shut. You can't hear really, you can hear small things, but they're not terrible. You realize now that as you were reaching the barn that there were no sounds of wildlife, only because now you hear that the twittering of birds and some crickets. It might be the beginning of cicada season. Um, and there is some small sounds from inside the barn. Um, but uh, similar to how loud noises silently, uh, going silent, can cause a ringing in the ears, it can be a little hard to pick them up at first. Um, but you look up and it's daylight. Um, there's, a, there's a wolf next to you that's uh, trying very hard to keep you safe. I would say he's probably even like standing near your head and standing guard. Um, and uh, Duncan is aware of the sunlight. And for once, even though it's not entirely pleasant, it's more, more welcomed. I would even say you, this is the one instance where you don't feel sick. Um, and uh, you loop. Luke are standing outside of the door to the barn. A little bit of a breeze that comes in. Luke is going to walk over to Maher. You doing okay there? I know the answer is probably a no. Well, I got my wish. I didn't get to see any of those chains or people hung up. You knew they were there, you just didn't see them. I mean, makes sense. Count the small blessings when you get them. Can we wake up yet? It'd be nice. Almost. Do you think you're going to be able to move around? I need another minute. Would you like to open the door to the barn? Sure. Um, there's about six or seven healthy cows in there. Looks like there was an overgrowth of those flowers that they found and were eating. It makes sense, though. It seems to add up to the amount that we're missing. There is nothing else. Interesting. Alright, after like a minute, I get up. It was a slight mooing. And I walk over to the van. Yeah, go ahead. And I get in. You get in. I'm waiting for everyone else to get in. <laughs> get in. Lewis, Lewis gets in if only to make sure that you get to the car okay so uh, what now I checked the time it's 9.04am you remember she said 9.05 we still got a minute oh yeah I feel 
like I just burnt a whole barn to the ground, and yet it still stands there with cows in it. Nobody's affected by the smell. There's too much going on. Not that it isn't lovely, but that it's just not important right now. I have no idea what is even happening anymore. I, because of that, I don't even know what's real or not in this instance. Whoever's dream this is, uh, I feel really bad for them. I don't, I don't even think that was intentional. Everyone's right. <laughs> I didn't think it happened, but everyone's right. Well, let's, uh, let's get closer to the town, because I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be there either. That was, that was a lot to take in. I'm going to K-turn my way out of there. You can just turn the car around. That's nope. just a hill. If you want to K-turn, you can K-turn. I like the K-turn. Okay, all right. You successfully K-turn. Make um, letter. Mm. Mm, pretty good. Um, you guys get back into town. Um, small bits and pieces of things that you might hear. Just because, you know, being naturally observant is probably for the best right now. Turns out, old man Jenkins just needed to rebuild his fence. It's crazy how that happened, considering that overgrowth of plants. Turns out that they were just a little bit better at breeding than anyone had expected. But, cows are okay. Looks like they're safe. They're gonna need a little bit of food. Maybe a little bit of a, you know, a balance. Hopefully they don't get like, you know, like grass tetany or anything like that. But there's a, there's a vet tech in the area. Um, we at least got that. I'm gonna go back to where we woke up, by the way. Okay. Yeah, you, you pull up uh, right in front of, um, it was on the opposite side of the diner, but on the side of uh, an, an abandoned art gallery uh, that's been boarded up. Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's where you guys stay for a little bit. Um, just for, a, for, for, for right now, for that moment, that's where you are. I'm going to have, I think, possibly one of my last sharp rolls. Who wants to take it? Go for it, donkey. Please look for the love of God, yeah. Let's go. That's an eight. Okay. Um, on an eight, you're not going to be able to put any pieces together. But on an eight... It's a ten. Oh. That's pretty good. <laughs> those little plus ones I gave you. I like that. Um, I on feel a, like this is important. <laughs> on a ten, Duncan is aware of something glaringly obvious. There were people in that barn before it got burnt to the ground. There weren't people when you opened it again. No one has put out a missing persons report. In fact, because Duncan can in fact read, and he can in fact search, and he can in fact, like he's got the name of the animal hospital that Margaret went to, he's got the information that he needs, he's got like little, little bits and pieces, but enough, nothing. We'd rub it in. That makes all too much sense. It's like it was an overlay. It's not the first overlay, but it is an overlay, yes. Lines and circles. <laughs> Lines and circles. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd say that. Um, the world that you are in is giving you a bit of respite. With everything that's gone on and everything that's happened, you're pretty sure that this dream is going to be over uh, eventually, relatively soon. But this is probably the worst of it. You need medical attention. Oh. Maher needs medical attention. I'm gonna die right here. Maher needs medical attention. JD would agree. Maher needs medical attention and Maher won't go to a hospital. He's <laughs> he's not the only NPC in this world that's uh, adamant about not going to a hospital, but currently he is the most important one. Just put my dice away too. Just called me NPC. I apologize. <laughs> you are an NPC. You are Deal with it. <laughs> You're an NPC now. Yeah. Give me your sheet. And I made such an effort earlier to exert my character uh, <laughs> autonomy. <laughs> Back when I was just digging into a hole. Man, this is horrific. I'm getting yeah, no, let, let me die in the fucking front seat of this car. Death wouldn't be so bad right now. Hey, yo, motherfucker, those are my dice. Joke's on you, they're gonna roll like shit. <laughs> I already saw one. One's a tree. Statistically, the other's probably a four. And you dropped it in your damn bowl. <laughs> oh, that's the same number. Six. Nice. It's nine. No, or is it one? It's a, it's a seven because it's a one and a six. Oh, I thought he rolled this face. Nine. He rolled a three and a four. 
Oh, so I was right. <laughs> so, yes, you do heal three harm. Oh, damn. That's a lot. Yes. It does sting quite a lot. That's fine. Nothing hurts worse than my inside. Scarring really matters right at this moment. What's another one? I was going to say, there are, uh, there are there are scars, but there's like, there's, there are already were scars. And it's always going to hurt. Damn. It's never going to stop hurting. Yeah. That's how emotions are. That you've ha- you've held on to this for way too long. Like, okay, all right, don't show it off to anyone. Like, I'll absolutely give you that. Um, it's never going to stop hurting in the situation that you're in and in the situation your character was in. Um, but we're going to wake up any moment now. But we're going to wake up any moment now. Because you guys are almost done with everything you needed to do. Big bad scary man. Uh, he was actually a very bad small man. <laughs> he was a very bad small man. That technically didn't do any damage to anyone. Uh, I mean, I mean to the PCs. <laughs> no damage to anyone. Like no looking at the fucking any- horror scene. <laughs> Let's take a look scene in that black hole of flesh. <laughs> Real life me wanted to throw him in it, but uh, character me didn't know that existed. So. Yeah, fair. Man, it's only five o'clock. We can go for a few more hours. JD agrees. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've healed some harm. Unmark unstable. No goddamn eraser. <laughs> There's still a little bit left. I kind of want Luke to break into the art gallery. Okay. A little bit of tomfoolery. Um, go ahead and... Oh, roll for me. Roll your plus. You can use my dice again if you really wanted to. I wish I whistled. Fuck. I can whistle. I don't know. Audio didn't pick it up. Oh my potters. Fourteen. Okay, you'll get in there. That's what I actually rolled. Yeah, that's why I went to whistle. So we're going to do yours first. Um, you open the door. It's not locked. You get past some of the boards. Um, maybe you pry a couple off. You move your way in there. And you know where you need to go. There's a room down past those two larger entryways, all the way to the back, with a door on the right that goes down the stairs into the basement. Do you look around? Yeah. The paintings are still all on the wall. But they're not paintings you've seen before. So why they look so familiar is beyond you. But everything has been left untouched. As if it had just been open a moment ago. I don't think he wants to burn out another building, but he'll definitely take a look at the paintings. A lot of them are very pretty. Um, Some of them have kind of that, like, Arthurian look to them. Um... A, a lot of them have more of a natural feel to them. Some of them depict more modern scenes. Similar to um, that one cafe painting where you can't actually see the exit. Um, but it's rooms with which you should relatively be able to. Some of them are gray rooms with blue floors and regular desks. Um, one of them looks a little elaborate. Uh, it looks like it should have a door but where that door frame is, because you can see the molding of the door frame, it's just a wall that's been completely, like, basically, like, plastered over and painted. Um, a, a, a lot of it feels a little bit too abstract. Too artsy-partsy for your taste. Too, too much going on right now, but maybe enough that if you remember in the future, you will piece some things together. Um, and there is chains in front of the door going to the basement. Maher, you are aware that there is one more thing you need to check up on. Do I need to? Yeah. How bad? I'm not feeling very responsible right now. That's totally understandable. If you do not check up on this, you will never get the chance to check up on this again. Well, regrets are already killing me, so I'm not gonna let that happen. I guess I start the car back up. Okay. Who went into the building? Wolf, right? Yes. Hey, Duncan. Hmm. You and Lewis should stay here, eh? Okay. All right. Lewis has had his eye on the art gallery door for a while now anyways. 
You wouldn't want to stop keeping an eye out. I'll be back uh, if we don't wake up, all right? Okay. And then I drive off. Head back up towards Gloria's house. Yep. Gloria is no longer in there. The house is empty. Uh, well, the house is empty of all furnishings and anything on the walls. On the walls, instead of pictures, there are just the window, f- the, the picture frames. Okay. So instead of it being filled with pictures... It's just empty. Most of them are empty. Okay. I'm going to send you a photo. You are not the first player to receive this photo. Bing, 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 This is where Evan destroys his phone. <laughs> Only picture. Oh, it's like weeb shit. It's anime, yeah. Yeah, for the audio, uh, it's just a picture of what looks to be an older family photo. Um, it's the one with a uh, uh, mother with red hair, sadder looking father with, like, Sad, that dude looks absolutely fucking defeated. <laughs> child child with red hair. Um, but uh, the child's eyes are a bit more of an orangish, and I believe the mother's eyes are green, I think? Very green. Very green. It looks to fathers to be sad, defeated, and I actually can't tell what color. They're so almost close, maybe blue. <laughs> Not orange. Um, but uh, when you get to that first floor, there is uh, there is no one on the first floor. And the house looks kind of gutted. I'm so sorry um, for the audio. The next picture in uh, our shared thing is the best things in life come in cellophane, where there's a stork holding a baby up, wrapped in cellophane. (laughs) It's pretty good. I remember that. All right. So I go to the second floor, of course. Uh, You go to the second floor, there's a door at the top. Um, It appears to be open. I don't know. I I enter. uh, So uh, Margaret is in that room. She's stand. She's standing at the window. Um, she's got uh, just a, a hand on her face. Yes. Um, she's just kind of looking out. Uh, her complexion looks better. Um, she does still look the same kind of like older age. Um, you notice that when you get into the room while Margaret is standing in front of the window, that um, although she looks about the same age that she was when you guys got to um, uh, Connecticut originally, there is a difference. And the difference has more to do with um, emotions than anything else. Um, stress has not ruined her, but it obviously has taken a toll, especially since you just saw her not too long ago, even before she turned 19. Um, she also has a completely different demeanor. Her spine is way more rigid. She's got more closed off body posture, um, and she's got um, what appear to be the beginnings of uh, dark circles that uh, line underneath her eyes. Um, and she had a, she has a pair of glasses on that she didn't have before, but she still has the vet tech uniform. Uh, and she's just uh, she's just looking out. Uh, you don't think she's noticed you yet? You kind of came up the the stairs kind of quietly. I get it. I nearly died of stress just mere moments ago. I, I would say she jumps and she says, "Oh fuck! Oh that's that's right. Uh, uh, you're uh, just like uh, um, so." I guess everything's over? Almost. Almost. I, um... I had some time to gather things while uh, whoever was downstairs was doing stuff. Uh, I haven't gone back downstairs yet. Is There's no one there. There's no one there. I'm going to ask you a question. What do you remember? She's going to turn back, and she's going to turn away from the window, look at you. The last thing you remember. For the dream? I know well enough to know who you are, and what you look like, and what you do. And I know well enough to know what dream you and real you kind of look like and do, but something's still wrong. What is your last living memory? All right, so we need to talk out of character for a little bit. Yeah. Because time is fucky. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is she asking me? She is asking you uh, what the last thing you remember was before you woke up in this room. Or not in this room, but before you woke up in this uh, city. Okay. I was ensuring that she wasn't asking um, questions about uh, the future. You have no memory of that. And I, I that's what I assumed. Yeah. 
I was in a hotel room, much younger than I am now, okay. healing from a werewolf bite. Okay, alright, okay. Okay. It was in Connecticut with you. Near Harvard. Harvard. Werewolf outbreak. Okay. Alright. I've been kind of grappling with um, what, what I believe might be a, a set of memories that I'm not supposed to have. So, I do remember that. So if I, if I sound disconnected, it's because I partially am. I'm trying to piece together parts of my brain that I believe were taken from me, potentially from all of us. Um, she says it was, it was Yale. It was 2014. You were young, but not for any real reason, although you were much younger than, much younger than you should have been. Magic. Magic. Oh God, to live in a world without magic. Um, what a peaceful fucking place. What a peaceful existence. But if we didn't have the world with the magic, um, Mr. Beast would not be president of the United States. So. That's very fair. Who knows what could have happened? I'd definitely trade psychological horror for um, yeah. Mr. Beast as president of the United States. <laughs> and the sinking of Florida. I, and the sinking of Florida. It was a necessary sacrifice. God truly does exist when Florida sank. <laughs> um, okay. I have possibly a minute left. So I have to do this... Uh, not necessarily quickly, but as concisely as possible. It says, I need you to shut the... No, actually, keep that door open. She's pointing the door behind you. She said, keep, keep that door open. Do not come any further into this room, okay? I'm okay. going to walk up to you. Mm-hmm. She's going to walk up to you. And she says, I, I want to um, explain everything that's been going on, but every time I try to say anything... Anytime I try to do anything, usually everything starts to reset. And I, this is probably one of the first times that I didn't have all of my, all of my own mind um, when I went through it. Um, and she's going to get nervous. And she's going to try really, really hard to hold that in. Um, you know better than that. She says, I, somewhere along the line, made a mistake. I don't remember that mistake. But I know I made it. And potentially I was tricked. And I don't know. Real fast as a DM, you're going to hear the pocket watch. It's across the room. It is on a nightstand. I hear it fucking ticking? You hear it ticking. That's That That alone is nightmare fuel. Fuck everything else that happened to me. That is one of my worst fears, is hearing a, being in a silent room and hearing a clock ticking. Mm-hmm. It's not good. She, um... I would imagine this is hard because she has to not say too direct language, but she knows that she's running down to the wire as well. She says, um, I am stuck. Uh, and you can, you can hear that panic. Uh, she says, I, I keep going through these cycles. They're, they, they don't make any sense. They don't have any connection. There is only one thing that keeps them together, which is this world keeps going and keeps me in it. Until I live up to the moment where I die. I know this isn't going to make a lot of sense. Um, and that ticking is going to continue. There's something behind her against one of the walls. And this room itself, it's starting to look a little funny, but it's that door itself. Because the entire room, this was like a kind of a wood cabin type thing with like paneling and stuff like that. This door looks steel. And it's got a steel door frame and a glass, frosted glass window with what looks to be some sort of logo on the other side of it. Um, and she says, uh, I don't know what this is, I don't know where I am, but every time I try to go through one of these cycles, I lose part of myself, and I think I'm losing things permanently, and I think I'm losing myself, and she says, Mahar, I need you, I don't know how to explain this, I need you to find me. This isn't the way it was supposed to go, this isn't the way any of this was supposed to go, I don't know if I was tricked, I don't know if I made a mistake, I like to imagine that this wasn't my fault, but there's a very good chance it was. And you hear that clock on the back there, and it's gonna ring, kind of like an old school alarm clock, to the point where it shakes a little bit when it's on top of the nightstand. Uh, and she hears that, uh, and she goes white. 
Um, because at the same time, you can also hear at the back of that door, there's a shadow on the other side. And there's a, a shaking of the handle. And she, um, she, she, just, she doesn't even look back. And she says, it's, it's, it, I, there's, there's no more time. She says, I'm, I'm pleading with you. I, I need you to find me. I don't know who else can. I don't know if anyone can. But I'm, I, I beg of you to, to look for me. I'll do my best. Okay, all right. Says, I-, I don't know how many times I can go through this. This may be one of the last times that I'm able to actually feel like myself. But, uh, thank you. Um, and she's gonna take a step back. Uh, she's probably gonna, like, have a couple of tears at the edge of her eyes. She's probably gonna hold on to. She's gonna take that door that had previously been open, that you were in the doorway of, and she's going to close it. Are you going to back up enough to where she can close it? No. Okay. I know. This is this is terrible. I, I need to... This has to happen to go again. The logo. Can I decipher anything about it? Yeah. You're pretty sure you know what logo that is. That's... That's... That's your logo. That's the logo for the Department of Energy. Um, and that handle starts to shake violently as that ringing continues and she says uh i i don't know if i can get back out but this it is 905 and i am out of time and i would rather she i there's like a bit of a choking in her voice she's like i don't want you to see this okay i back up okay um i would say there's a small uh, a brief regretful kind of warmth. She's going to shut the door and everything's going to start to melt away just a little bit as you hear the other side of that door open and right around the same time that you get downstairs and you see in fact that there is that woman with the black and white hair um, and she, she takes your hand and she says this is probably going to be a little scary and I apologize. Right at the same time you hear a gunshot, kind of like your own gun, but a little bit, uh, a little bit different and a little bit distant. Um, that gunshot goes off. She says, um, "Things, everything is going to be okay." Uh, and at that same time, the door that you didn't get to see opens, and you hear a, a couple of small footsteps from what would be in Margaret's position. And then, as that fade away happens and that those walls melt, there is a gunshot. And everything goes black. And unfortunately, when you wake up, uh, you're not going to remember any of this. So you wake up in that same, you know, the 10 a.m., the breakfast, everything else that happens. I will at some point bring it back up that you do remember it, but it may be in bits and pieces. But um, that is the majority of the dream. I would say even if you, uh, there's no real way to convey the kind of dream that you've had upon waking up, especially since we've already had those interactions. But I'll give you that overlaying sense of something that you've definitely forgotten about. 